The following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Super Bowl edition of the Intentional Foul. Thank you for downloading Josh and Dan for another week. It's cold. That has not stopped us today anyway. I didn't really want to go out yesterday. But. Yeah, how you how you survive in the weather, buddy? Yeah, yeah. I don't this doesn't this doesn't matter to me. I don't I don't care. It, it's it, a pain. It, it sucks, but it does. God, at least it's not snowing again. See, I don't mind that. Well. I, don't, I, I, I don't mind dealing with that stuff. I the, Like, the frigid temperature, this is just stupid. It's just dumb. <laughs> like, snow is actually, like, Mother Nature. Yeah, hi, this is winter. Minus 70 wind chill, not winter. That's the Arctic Circle. Well, you got kids, too. So, I mean, the snow is a little something for you and guys I to do. But maybe like, a little on edge because they've been at the house for the last four days. Yeah. Not in school. Right. And banging their heads against the wall and painting their handprints on everything and breaking things. And so that's another reason why it's The dumb. life of super dad, huh? Jeez. <laughs> God. Uh. How's single life? <laughs> oh, man, it's been great. I bet it it's has. It's been great. I bet it has. Nice and quiet. Yeah. Boy, that's relaxing. Well, that sounds great. Whew. Really, it does. <laughs> All right. So back for another one. I think we're into the 20s now. We still have the motivation to come do this each week, which yeah. is great. We'd like—I'd like to get our—I'd um, like to see if we can get our listeners into the twenties. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Sure. I don't know. I'm assuming that we're—I cl- think we're close. We have the few diehards, which is great. We've—I've got eight. We've got eighteen followers on the uh, on the iTunes on the podcast stuff uh, um, Twitter page. Okay. So I think we're close. I'm assuming that if you're gonna follow that you probably listen but find us at podcast foul you know on the tweetosphere yeah tell yeah. your to just you know just tell your friends we're, we're not completely awful oh, that's a that's a drew olson line tell your friends yeah I like tell that. your friends all right what do you got cooking for this week obviously it's the last bastion of football i am and i said this this morning i am gonna check out the alliance of american football next week i don't know how much time i'm gonna give it but I'm going to see whether it resembles actual football. Uh, interesting thing I heard today about that league. I, uh, okay. uh, I believe that Shaq is involved in it. As what? Uh, I, maybe an investor of some kind. Okay. Um, because I th- there's some connection with uh, like uh, with Turner Sports and Bleacher Report right. in that league, and he's involved in that. He was on Dan Patrick today, and okay. I heard a, I just caught a little something, but some way, shape, or form. Shaq's gonna have his his fingers in that one. I, I hope he's not announcing good or bad. But uh, yeah, right. That could I, probably he, go either he, way. He's you know he's he's pretty good about that. He's a businessman. He's he's not one of these idiot athletes that thinks he needs to you know control everything. What has so. he made? What has he done endorsements for? Oh, he's, he's done the general icy hot. Did he do a foot thing? Did you do Doctor Scholl's? I think Scholl's? he did gold bond. A gold bond. Yep. Okay. Yep. I can't remember what else. Those are the three that I, did he do Volkswagen? Did he do v, VW when he, he got did, in there? Uh, it, I think it was Buick. Okay, because everybody because uh, Charles kept making fun of him. He's like, "You can't get in that car. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no way." 
Okay, that's, that's okay. Shaq has made some decent oh, yeah. business decisions, yeah. so we'll see whether that... All right. Well, it is, uh, yeah, Super Bowl this week. We talked about it a little bit, and apparently I... <laughs> it's weird, like, um, Joe. I, I know you've said that you're not, like, super excited I, about just, the game and whatnot. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I, I mean, I'm not doing cartwheels over right. it by any means, but it's a Super Bowl, so that's, that's kind of fun. But yeah. doesn't it, like... I really, maybe it's just me. I haven't really paid any attention to the last two weeks no. of all the stuff that they do. Uh, don't care at all about media day. That's media night because well, it was on Monday. Night. Nor, normally it's at the stadium. They don't do that. Now I was listening to Steve Zabin's podcast because he got down to Atlanta and it, they, they've downplayed and switched around so many things like the NFL experience. I like the skills competition they did around the Pro Bowl. That was kind of neat camaraderie stuff, which didn't matter, but there was some some prizes involved. But yeah, other than that, it's just kind of a boring, really pay, yeah. it's, it's a boring lead up. Be, I mean, it's yeah. like the Patriots have been there so many times. I mean, what are you going to ask Gronk Edelman? Brady and Belichick. I Are mean, you going to retire? You know, I, 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 we're just thinking about the Rams. Like, that's all you're getting out of yeah, Belichick is right. mumbles, and and Brady is good. as vanilla as it comes good with his Dick answers. Tracy character, there mumbles. Yeah, mumbles. I like that. that was a good that and uh, prune face. Um, <laughs> You know, and these other guys are just not that interested. I mean, Gronkowski got in a little bit of trouble for talking about sixty nine into some female reporter the wow. other day. I did. I missed that. But one. I mean, it was so minor that exactly, it was so minor that you missed it. Okay. Um, I guess the guy with the biggest mouth of the week was uh, this Roby Coleman guy on the Rams. That the guy that committed the pass interference that oh, wasn't called at the end okay. of the game. He basically said that Brady's not as good as he used to be. <sighs> which I mean, duh. He's he's forty one, so yeah. of course he's not. But like, they've There's, been trying to make that. Like ESPN's been doing their damnedest to try to make that a story. They're still in the but, Super Bowl, yeah, man. It doesn't what matter. are you talking about? I mean, is he is he is he the fifty touchdown, of five thousand yard guy? No. So technically, the guy's right, but it's like it's not really. I don't know. Controversial. I, know. I I don't know. Okay. It's just um, in a way, I guess it's kind of cool because it actually is about the game. Yeah, it's not about about all this other right outside crap that nobody cares about. But I don't know; it hasn't really done anything to get anybody too fired well, up. And I and maybe you have some storylines here. I I, I kind of don't. I was kind of asking if there I, I was any. I don't really have any because I've I've tried to, and maybe that's why we haven't gotten invested because nothing has really hooked us. Because we've again, like I said last week, I've seen this movie before. I mean, the Rams. It's New coach, Sean McVay, great defensive front. Jared Goff, a couple of years in the league, and now he's finally arrived, and they has, they survived that Saints thing, and okay, and now, all right, Patriots. Well, I was listening again. to uh, Simmons' podcast yesterday, and he had Chuck Klosterman on, and, okay. and Klosterman had an interesting point talking about, you know, they were just talking a little bit about legacy and pressure and things like that, and and he said, and I and I tend to agree with him, there's really nothing that can happen in that game Sunday short of like the Rams winning 50 to nothing. Right. That really does anything to tarnish the Patriots or Brady or Belichick. I mean, unless I, they get embarrassed. I guess you could say, yeah. well, you know, Brady's only 5 and 4 in the Super Bowl if you wanted to nitpick. And they've lost the then they they would have lost the last two. Right. But, but like so really what? in terms of like yeah. pressure 
there's was, not that much pressure on the Patriots. I was thinking about this today, like just seeing what New England is and the record they've had and the victories they've had. Like, if you're the rest of the AFC, aren't you embarrassed? Yeah. That, that you can't beat these guys, it's, that they can't get there. It, Somebody yeah. can't beat them. If you're the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills, you should be the well, most embarrassed. That's been for how long, though, that they've just been, you know, ruling that. You can't that win. Roost. You can't win one division. No. Though, you know, that's, no. that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, even as even you look at like uh, the Packers and how dominant they've been for the last twenty years in the North, but once in a while Minnesota's won the division. The Bears have won it a couple times. It hasn't been every single year that they win the league. Yeah, where the Patriots they just completely dominate their division. It's uh, and I, it's crazy. I don't. And you look at those teams and what they do in the off season. And even though New England might make any big splashy headlines, you go into the season with the same expectations. Like they didn't get better or good enough to to end this thing. So I'm gonna just gonna keep picking New England well, because nothing's gonna happen. If you look at like when the schedules come out and you look at the Patriots' schedule, they're already five and one. <laughs> they're they, going to they beat might. The, yeah, they're gonna beat the Bills twice, the Jets twice, and they're gonna split with Miami. So they're five and one in their division already. It's a good start. So all they got to do now is go what five and four. Yeah, and you're in the or five and five basically, and you're ten and six. You're you're probably going to win the division and get a bye in the first round. How's it, that? It's crazy. I don't know if they think that way going into the season, but well, if they you, don't, but, but if you actually look at it, that's like well, okay, it makes sense. Oh no, I completely agree. And if you if you get one of them seasons where you play like the, I don't know, one of the crappy divisions, the AFC right. South or. You know, the NFC, NFC East. East or something like that, yeah, and, and you right. run through them 4-0. It's yeah. like you're 9-1, and and you've got... Thanks for handing you know, this to us. Yeah. Right, but I, I mean, you're looking at all these teams that had the possibility. I mean, Kansas City had the most realistic possibility this season. Pittsburgh's a dumpster fire. Baltimore was okay. But, I mean, other than that, somebody show up, do something. Yeah. Chargers, yeah. I, I don't know. Somebody beat these guys. You you all should be embarrassed that you can keep allowing this team to do this. Right. I agree. I, I mean, I really do. I mean, even collectively, like the the owners of the heads, the head coaches should be like, listen, we got to help each other out here and try and get this thing out of their hands because this is kind of getting ridiculous. Yeah. And I and I think outside of people in New England, I, I don't know who's rooting for the Patriots anymore. I really don't. No, I hear you. Because everybody just thinks it's old. Just the, just the uh, you know, the the cowherds of the world that are trying to ride this Brady-Belichick thing, you know, I told you 10 years ago, you know, those kind of people that... If only you could hear my eye roll. <laughs> yeah. No, well, who, I, did, I don't know if we did it last week. Did, did we make picks for no, this? No, what, we didn't. Who, who you got? What do you think? I said this morning... Um, I'm gonna take doing. I'm not betting against even though they lost last year the Eagles. I just don't see that happening. I don't think the Rams defense is good enough, even though they could probably get after them a little bit. I just don't think they got it. And I think Belichick's defensive scheming is just gonna be too much for that for that young Rams offense. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna show Goff um what's up. So I, I I'm going thirty four twenty four. I think they'll put up some points, but I think I think Tom uh, Brady can can probably shred them if necessary and maybe be really efficient. Maybe James White has another 15 catches or something Certainly like possible, that. Certainly possible, yeah. So I, 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 got, I got the Patriots by 10. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm looking at 27-24 Patriots. Okay. I think it'll be uh, pretty close. Right. Um, the one caveat is 
what the hell are they going to get out of Gurley? You know, if Gurley if Gurley is Todd Gurley that he was all year long, they I pl- think they can win. But they got to play him. I know. He didn't play him. I know. So all the stuff that I've read and heard so far from the coaches and Gurley himself is that he should be in there and he should be getting the 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 carries, the touches, the the looks, everything, the targets that he's been getting at the front portion of the season until the playoffs hit. Because if he doesn't, then you really know that they're not telling you something's wrong with him. Right. And and I, I don't blame him going into the game when he got two weeks. If you're New England, you should probably prepare for the best running back in the league. Yeah, definitely. And certainly LA's talking that way, like that's going to be a main focal point on offense. But then if he's not, then you really probably know something's up. Maybe we'll wait another week or two and say, oh, yeah, by the way, Gurley was hurt. Right. And we didn't tell anybody because we didn't. Yeah. So. Sorry. I, I'm, Sorry, I'm, just, I'm getting, a, no, getting an fine. emergency text here from my old man questioning me about some NBA trade that happened today. So oh, is trying, that I, I had Porzingis? to put him off. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Yeah, um, so that's the story. I, you know, I'll watch the commercials. I'll probably go to bed at Maroon 5. God, go to bed before that. <laughs> we'll get to what I'll be doing during halftime. But All right. Um, let's let's move on to your pack. Yeah. You, um, you and I talked about this a little bit. Interesting. I, I, you know, no, no no criticism coming from me on this. Um, cuz there, there's not, there's nothing to criticize. Let me write this down. Pack Thunder's <laughs> not criticizing. No. Packers. No. Okay. Um for anybody that's not aware, the story came out the other day that Adam Schefter from ESPN was the one who told, what's LaFleur's first name? Matt. Told Matt LaFleur that he had gotten the Packers job. He's the one who broke the yes. news to him. And so not, how, how do you feel about getting the Packers job? What? Yeah. <laughs> and he, well, and you and I had texted earlier in the week about this and, and just, you know, uh, Strange the way that it all the because the way the story was is the Packers called everybody Ellis. not named Lafleur to tell them that he they didn't get it but they didn't call the guy that got it yes that's kind of a weird way to do it it's backwards because yeah. I I don't know how many job interviews you've had but I, I've kind of known how the process goes in that the management picks their candidate. They call them to offer them the job, and if they haven't already decided on a salary, then they throw figures back and forth, and then they say, congratulations, you're hired, that's great. Once they have an agreement that someone has been hired, you call all the other candidates, because if you can't come to an agreement on numbers, that's when you start going down to your number two and number three list. Right. So why, you're you're just already assuming <laughs> that the guy's, one, going to take the job, and two... Is that, it gonna is it gonna haggle over dollars? Right, right. So that and and maybe there was an agreement there, in principle for money. Like, hey, this is what we're gonna pay. Mm-hmm. It's right up front. We're not really negotiating about this. So if you have any interest, let's keep going. If not, feel free to duck out. I don't know whether that's the case, but it certainly seems a little backwards. Because imagine having to make that second or third phone call. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I know we told you we you weren't, but something happened. Are you still interested? Right. All of a sudden, you got to call back Brett Bielema and tell him that you want to give him the Packers job. He's telling everybody. God, could he's you imagine the, the Patriots D coordinator? Uh, now? That basically means it will not happen. But he's been a been a consultant. I don't know. Is he? You think he's at Super Bowl? No. Radio Row? Maybe. Free food? Yeah. Well, then he's there, <laughs> wearing his tent for a coat. 
But now this this yeah go this ahead. media stuff and and it I see it all the time following the NBA um, with Woj and uh, you know we're dropping Woj bombs anytime there's a free agent signing in the summer or a trade like we had today. But it's and, and Schefter's kind of the NFL him and Glazer are kind of the NFL version of yeah. that. But you know it's like as a fan it's cool that. You know, you can hop on Twitter and all of a sudden, you know, this you guy's breaking, breaking story, something. Yeah. But it's like, you know what? It's it's so it's so wrong that these guys are telling players that they're traded, coaches that they're fired, coaches that they're hired. I was listening to Wildy and Tausch uh, earlier this week, and he had had he had asked somebody on the Packers who had recently been cut how he was feeling and how he was going to move on. The team hadn't told him yet. Right. So who's the leak? Right. You know, that's that's a problem if you're one of these if, franchises. Absolutely. If that you've got a guy that's leaking what what really is class I mean, as classified as a sports team can be. That's that should be classified that information. Information shouldn't come out unless it's in a press release or a statement or a transaction wire until the thing actually happens. Well, I guess if you're Mark Murphy, it's you know, it's it's a lesson learned of you know who's in your room when you're making that decision and maybe that's why he wants it all though. well it's possible it's all me. it makes a little bit of sense when something or maybe he leaked it who knows <laughs> i mean you never know I man know, you yeah, never know okay but uh, another thing i saw today uh with the packers was um i saw an article on espn uh it was an interview that bakhtiari had yep. done yeah he, he was actually on wildy and tausch it was probably ago. that one yeah. yep. and um you know, just some interesting comments was talking about mainly accountability, accountability yeah. which um, I certainly agree with. But then one of the things he started talking about was complacency with the team. And he made a comment, something along the lines of, you know, if you start getting complacent, you know that the guy's been there too long, which kind of to me was a shot at McCarthy a little bit. But I got to thinking about it, you know... <laughs> I don't. I don't really understand that complacency argument for these guys, um, because I mean, how many guys on the Packers have been there for more than five years? Six, yeah. ten, max. I mean, who was on the Super Bowl team that's still there? Matthews oh, and Rodgers, right? That's it. Much. I think that's it. I don't think Cobb was there, right? No. Um, might have been. I don't even remember. So let's just say Matthews and Rogers. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, maybe they're sick of them, but why is it? Why is you know? Well, but a linebacker you drafted three years ago shouldn't yeah. be like if if you're letting guys come late to the plane and you're not saying anything, that's definitely a problem. Bakhtiari also turned that around on himself. He said, "If I know I get complacent, I'm out of a job." Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, if you look at it from a player standpoint. If you know the coaches aren't going to do anything, if you know you can just show up and the guys behind you aren't any good, that gives you a little bit more room to relax. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's when you get complacent. And maybe the coaches don't give them a kick in the ass. Maybe that's whole part of the equation. Like, you know, you don't just get to show up and have a job. Right. You need to go win your job every freaking day at practice. And I don't disagree with that. I was I was kind of referring and not just with the Packers, but you hear that all the time with coaches. Well, his his message got stale, his voice got stale. People tuned him out. It's like, yeah, but like guys change teams all the time. Right. So like how long like there's only a couple, a small handful that of guys that have been hearing that same message. Correct. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is the stars of the team 
basically gave a big F you to the coach and they're done with him. Yep. I would that 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 lines up with how he explains it. Yeah. It's, yep. it's interesting. No. Nope. I I I generally agree with that. All right. So, as per usual, Roger Goodell shows up to the Super Bowl press conference that he does. He talks a lot and doesn't say much. Cuz I cuz I heard yeah. cuz I heard I listened to the comments this morning. He's a great at burying the lead. Really? Yeah. Yes. But it's, you know, and I, you're not allowed to, I would not be able to stomach it if I was one of these reporters who really wanted an actual answer, well thought out, real, thought, thoughtful thing from Goodell and just get this window dressing that he just spews out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I... Like, well, I think what are we supposed to write about? It man? seems like he's gotten in the NFL as a whole has kind of taken the uh, mantra of we don't really owe you an explanation. No, because he, he really only talked about two things of importance. It was the Kareem Hunt suspension and, and kind of where that is and uh, nothing, you know, nothing earth shattering there. They're doing their due diligence. And then the other thing was the the no call in the Saint game. He addressed where Oakland was going to play. Okay, yeah, but yeah, uh, but only Oakland cares, <laughs> honestly. That, that's true. Um, but the the Saints thing was interesting. You know, he didn't really, they didn't really take a lot of responsibility. They <laughs> they played the. Did you think they would? Well, because it had been so public, I thought maybe there was a chance. Oh, I, um, but the fact that you know they he he they tried to play to. this. You know, the game is played by humans and coached by humans and refs are human Again, too. Um that's but what, I mean, what is that? That's not really a cop out. Or I mean that's a total cop out. That's not really an answer. No. And uh I don't know. I, I it's just crazy that in this day and age that the NFL could stay silent on that for almost but it oh, like shows 11 days. you how big they are and how the fact that they can get over something like that. And not be damaged permanently from it. Like the only thing that's really hurt them is the people who won't watch players destroy themselves anymore. They've taken a moral stand mm-hmm. to say that I'm not going to watch this guy bash his brains in so that I can be entertained. Right. That that, that that's really the only thing that is damaged. Them. And then now, they turn that off and they watch MMA. Right. Which makes no sense. There's going to be a work <laughs> stoppage. Apparently, this is coming down the pike when when the collective bargaining agreement uh, is up. And if you listen to any players or any executives or whatever, they are planning on a work stoppage. Well, we'll, well I want to get into that a little bit uh, with uh, the NBA and the and okay. MLB as right. well a little later in the podcast. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing that's really going to – I mean, it's not like people aren't going to watch the Super Bowl. I'm sure that – I bet you the ratings are down in oh, Louisiana. Sure. Uh, okay. But that's it. Yeah, I don't think anything else is going to be. Well, you know, they got their. Hey, they got their wish. I will say this: they wanted not one but two teams in Los Angeles, and they got one of them in the last game. Mm-hmm. So, goal accomplished. Oh yeah. Well, and that's where if major you're, market. If you're not just a casual fan, if you follow the league, you're kind of looking at this going, hmm, <laughs> right? Hmm. Paul Pierce. Well, maybe. And then you got. This wonderful conspiracy theory that oh, came man. out about the refs. Did you from hear this ca- one? From California, four, four of, of them. them. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, one interesting thing, I, I don't remember who, who was saying it, but, you know, 
it's kind of protocol where if you live or you're from somewhere, you don't ref in that city. And, you know, Ed Hockley famously, you know, Mr. Muscles, mm-hmm. he's from Phoenix. He never did Cardinal home games. Uh, Mike Carey was from San Diego. He never did home Charger games. Um, you know, it, it is, I'm, I'm not, I'm not suggesting there was any shenanigans, but it's like, it is kind of weird that in the NFC championship game, you do put four dudes from Southern California to when do it, a Ram game. When the teams were in there. Yeah. Now, granted it was on the road. It, it wasn't like it was at the well, Coliseum, but I mean, I don't know that that matters. You want to tip the scales and take away home field. There's a pretty it's, easy way to do it. It's just another thing for people to go. Well, what the hell is that? <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm not, and I'm not saying for one second that those guys waited until the the two minute mark in the fourth quarter to quote unquote rig the game. Yeah, I mean that's impossible. I got you, but it's just kind of one of those things where you're like, really, <laughs> really. Yeah, no, I understand. I get it. Okay, you said maroon five, and don't do that. Uh, I don't think there's a puppy bowl anymore. No. Nope. Um. Apparently, there's a a doctor pimple popper. Uh, halftime thing that you can go watch. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh yeah, don't if you don't like that, don't Google it. I'm telling you I'm that not, much. I don't. It's like a it. horrible show that one of my one of my co-hosts or my co-host in Lake Geneva used to absolutely love watching. And apparently that's a halftime thing. Okay. So look, you're getting uncomfortable just I, I, just right now. I don't now. even really. Oh like, yeah, it's yeah uh, yeah. Okay. So, but now because I, I remember this and I loved seeing the fact that this was coming back. I know nothing about. Wrestling nowadays, I don't know when the last time I watched a pay-per-view, but we've got halftime wrestling. We do. We do. We've got, uh, it's the 20-year anniversary of the original halftime heat. That's great. Which was the Rock was, versus was Mankind. Mankind. And it was in an arena? An empty arena. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, the Rock ended up, I, th- I believe it was the Rock beat Mankind for the title. Or no, maybe it was the other way around. I can't remember. Um, there, but yeah, the WWE is putting not putting one on this year. I will not be watching this one. I will be watching the one from 20 years ago. You just going to flip that on hands down hundred <laughs> percent. I want to see mankind get hit in the head with trash cans. Oh I don't want to watch God. these little five, eight meatballs doing backflips and kicking each other in the shins. Okay. Sweet shin music. Yeah. There you go. Sweet shin baby. All right, so that's that's going to pretty much we'll probably wrap up the football season uh next week. At least until draft time, I suppose. Ooh, your favorite. I, we we can delve into that starting next week, I tell you what. Um Bucks are playing tonight uh at Toronto. Um this could give them uh if Toronto wins, this will be a split. Mm-hmm. But but if the Bucks take the season series, that is going to be big come playoff time. I mean, very very big. Very big. And I said last night I don't know when they changed the name of the Air Canada Center. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple years. Has it? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I've always known it as that, so I've been apparently labeling that the wrong thing for a while. Um, well, the Bucks are been playing well, one eight out of ten. Yep. You know, dropped one the other day at Oklahoma City. Um, played pretty poorly and only ended up losing by about six. And uh, Oklahoma City's a very good team with you know two uh, two all stars and Paul George and, and Westbrook. And Paul George kind of went nuts that game, and you know. That that happens, but he, you know sometimes there's not much you can do. Uh, but yeah, they got the Raptors tonight. Uh, what day is the second? Is that Sunday or is that no? That's Saturday. They got wa- at Washington Saturday yep. uh, early evening, and then Monday, Monday. at Brooklyn. Yep. So and that's and that's the re- that that's that's the road trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, but the one tonight's the one you really want. Oh, for sure. Um, you know you've got the home court issue. 
Um, win the season series, it would put you, I believe, a game and a half up on the Raptors currently, and you'd be, I believe, four up on them in the loss column. Okay. Um, also tonight, if the Bucks win, it will give Budenholzer the inside track right, of coaching the, the All Star team, yep, which is right. kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams with the best record, their coach uh, coaches the All Star game. When is the when is the draft? Coming up, is that on the 7th? I believe so, yes. I thought I heard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I just saw on my phone Chris Middleton did make the uh, All-Star team as oh, a right, reserve. because they were going to round on the 31st. Yep. Awesome, okay. Uh, no blood, so, but you, right. you never know. He, if somebody, somebody could drops be injured. Out, or, he could, right, he yeah. could sneak okay. in there. So, But yeah, cool to have a couple guys on yeah. there. I think the last time they had two was, uh, I want to say, like 2000, 2001, when they had Big Dog and Ray Allen. So right. it's it's been a while. Yeah. Um, just around the NBA a little bit. Golden State's on fire. No. You know, they've won 11 in a row. They haven't lost since they got Cousins. They started uh, uh, very slowly along with, like, the Rockets and some of these other teams, and everybody was kind of taking a, like, let's just pump the brakes yeah. on this. It's a long season. These guys are not really super interested in November, December, right. considering they've played into June the last four years. Right. Um, okay. But this is exactly why everybody lost their minds last summer when they signed Cousins for nothing. Um, you know, the media tried to play it off like it wasn't a big deal. I remember Stephen A. saying that anybody that thought it was a big deal didn't know anything about the league because Cousins was coming off the Achilles injury, and everybody was like, well, you know, we don't know when he's coming back. If he comes back, is he going to be healthy? Oh, good he is. Dude, yeah. he's playing with four other All-Stars. He doesn't have to be 100%. They only got to play him about 20 minutes a game. Um, they're trotting out arguably the best starting five ever with five all-stars. So uh, they play Philly tonight, and then they've got several home games sprinkled in. We could be in the midst of one of those 18, 20-game runs hmm. that they rattle off and uh, kind of separate themselves from everybody in the West, and uh, wouldn't be surprised if if we see that okay. in the next couple weeks. All right. Um just some interesting stuff. Uh, this Anthony Davis thing is really weird. Well, it's bad for the NBA. Seems like it. It's. Uh, I, don't, I don't know much about it, but well, I don't really. It seems pretty shady. I guess is ki- the word. Well, what you're kind of what the problem the NBA is is running into is that these small market teams are kind of turning into like a farm system. For the major markets, and they cannot have that. Um, if you take Anthony Davis off of New Orleans, I'm not sure they. If they played a seven game series, I'm not sure they beat Duke. Wow. Um, you've got some of these small markets like New Orleans, Charlotte, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Detroit, where you know if Giannis ever did leave the box. The Bucks are done as a franchise. Um, I mean, you can play the whole, well, you know, we just got to tank and get another draft pick. Okay, so let's say you get another Giannis, and then you've got seven years. Um, it's, it's tough on these teams, especially when you've got all this collusion with the players themselves pushing each other. Right, to, wanting to, to play teams. with each other. They want to yeah. play with each other. You've got LeBron's little buddy, Rich Paul who's running the agency that LeBron owns, even though he says he doesn't own it, but everybody knows that he owns it. Um, he did this in Cleveland. He got J.R. Smith a big contract. He got Tristan Thompson a big contract. He made them trade uh, for Kevin Love. Um, he's doing it in L.A. I mean, if this Davis con- uh, trade goes through, 
You're going to have two guys represented by LeBron's agent agency in Davis and LeBron. Um, there's a lot of talk now that Kyrie Irving's talking about going back and playing with LeBron <laughs> yeah, again. Saw that I don't know why he would want to. That's that. That was pretty but, much the yeah the reaction from a lot of people. Like, wait a minute, what? I mean, that's pretty much a, a an admission that you were uh, an idiot, right? For asking for the trade well, in the first leave, place. Yeah. And then, I mean, you're really just the ultimate coattail rider at that point. Um, and he's too good of a player for that, I think. But they they got a problem because. Uh, you know the you can't with with what they charge for tickets for season ticket packages. NBA games are very expensive. Um, you've got these fan bases that it it ends up being, and we lived it. I lived it for years being a Bucks fan. You know, um, in the after the Big Dog Ray Allen after era, the whole trio there. Like, there was like it. a ten year period where if I went to a Buck game, I was going to see the other team. Um, that's not good. I'm not buying. Um, Bucks jerseys if I'm going to watch them play the Thunder. How many, bre- how many years did we see that with the Brewers? Lots. You either went to see somebody who you knew was really good that was pitching mm-hmm. or, you know, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa because you thought they might hit a home run or you actually saw a crap team in the hopes that maybe you could see a victory. Yeah. It, you know, it was one of those two. You didn't just go to see the home team. Right. It was always another reason that was factored in. Totally. That didn't have to do with them. And I think that they are. The NBA is on the verge of a work stoppage coming up in the next two years when their CBA expires. Um, and and we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, we'll tie it all in with baseball at the end. But um, it's, it's going to start getting very interesting for that league. No question about it. All right. And then lastly, the big trade today. Yep, uh, Porzingis. Porzingis from the Knicks to Dallas. Wes Matthews goes to New York. It's uh, a couple of other guys. Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee and Porzingis to the Mavericks for Wes Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr., and I think a couple of picks. Um, so Porzingis is still hurt, uh, may not play this year at all. Dallas is probably just going to tank. They're not good enough to make the playoffs. But you're going to have him and Luka Doncic uh, both of them are going to be in their early 20s, and you're going to have some control over them for the next couple of years. So um, kind of be Dirk Nash 2.0 for, for Cuban down there. And he's certainly not afraid to take a risk, and this is definitely a risk. Is this another basically feather in the cap of buffoonery for the Knicks? or well, we'll like how, see. Uh, how's this working out for them? Well, we'll see. Because people know, have been really hot against the management of the Knicks mm-hmm. for well, it's been bad a, for a long, long time. time. The thing with Porzingis is he's coming off the ACL and he's had other knee injuries. So he's he can be he's a restricted free agent after this year. So the Knicks basically had to decide, you know, are we going to pay this guy to be our franchise and if we do, can we trust him to not get hurt and is he a draw for a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving or some of these guys that are going to be free agents this summer. I'm going to go is play he, with two of these young do guys. Do you want to go play with him right. in, in New York? So um, I guess they decided not to. Uh, I Apparently he had gone in yesterday or today and had a meeting with their front office and expressed his displeasure, uh, and then they traded him. So <clears throat> it's a good trade for Dallas. It's yeah, a gamble, but... Um, if it works out for them, they could be set up for another ten year run. Yeah, that just says we're in here right now. That's that just broke a couple of hours ago. Yeah, yeah. So all right, on to college hoops. Your Marquette Golden Eagles. They're hot. They are eight and one. Um first win at Butler. I can't remember how many years it's I think it's that it's been. I think it's since like an early nineties. I, th- like I thought that's what I yeah. said. 
or uh, that that's what that's what I read this morning. Anyway, they've they they lost the first. Was that their first Big East game? Yep. Against yep. St. John's, mm-hmm. and and they and they get they get them at the five serve on Tuesday next week. Yep. Um. But yeah, eight in a row, ranked tenth. Have they ever been higher than ten? Oh or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They were how, how how high have they been? Uh they've been number one have before they? back okay. in the seventies. Okay. Um, when Al McGuire was there, I think they I think with Wade there they were like seven eight. Okay. Something like that. So this is but this is pretty high. Are yeah. you what 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 are the tournament asp- aspirations like at this point? What do you think? I mean, are they um, are they an elite eight team? Can they get to the four? I would be very surprised to see them in the final four. Okay. Um, I think they're a sweet sixteen, possible elite eight team. Okay. Um, but you know that so much of that depends on your draw. It just you know it really does. Do they have any huge Big East games coming up? Got Villanova twice yet. Oh, they do. Yeah, twice this twice in February. I think they play them in two weeks at home, and then they got to play them at the end of the month. And out that's there. the only team in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, they'll they'll have an opportunity. They're, I mean, they're going to have an opportunity to win the league, sure. which is all you can ask for. Um, they're going to make the tournament, and now yeah. it's just kind of a matter of you know where where does their seating fall? Okay. And 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 can Marcus Howard get himself into that national player of the year conversation? He's be. I mean, if he if nobody knew who he was, or just kind of a fringe. Oh yeah, you know he's a good player. I think everybody really understands who Marquette is and how good Howard is right now. They do and but unfortunately they don't know and don't appreciate how freaking good those Hauser brothers are. Those two guys are big time players. Um I mean my dad said it to me this morning. He said if if the Badgers had recruited uh Both. Sam Hauser mm-hmm. three years ago Nate Reavers would not be on the Badgers, and they would have both Hauser brothers right now along with Ethan Happ on their front line. Um, you'd probably be the best team in the Big Ten. But um, these two kids are uh, are awful good. They're fun to watch. They're smart. Uh, Marquette is uh, – they got a chance to be really, really good next year because they got everybody coming back. But, okay. um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a fun year. And uh, all is- their games are – all Marquette games are entertaining because their style of play – right. And they don't really, I mean, they won last night by like 15 points or something, but like most of their games are five to 10 point games because of the volume of jump shots they shoot. They can let you back in into the game. So they're fun to watch. Um, Something that I have wondered about, and maybe you would, you're probably the best guy to answer this. We've seen a number of Marquette coaches bail and go elsewhere Mm -hmm. to different programs. I guess if you want to call them more um, big status programs, um, but I know this is the big, this is the first big one for Woj. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the longevity well, looking like here? It's hard to say. Um, you know, when you think back on the, on the last couple of successful Marquette coaches, Buzz and Crean, you had Kevin O'Neill who left after '94. He he built the program back up and then left, went to Tennessee, and flamed out. Uh, Crean took him to the Final Four in 03, left to go to Indiana, flamed out. Uh, Buzz Williams took them to a couple Sweet 16s Sweet and an Elite Sweet. Eight, uh, went down to Virginia Tech. He's having some success, but I just heard yesterday that he's now uh, fighting with his uh, athletic department because Bu- Buzz is one of those guys, he's a climber. So there's rumors that the Texas job may become open. Shaka Smart's not doing, uh, has not done well there. Um, and that's they kind of just wanted home over Kansas. I, I know. Okay. That, but that's kind of Buzz Williams's dream job because he's All a right. Texas guy. Okay. 
Um, I, I think what everybody assumes with Wojo that it's the Duke job that would that would lure him away. I'm not sure he would even get that job. I mean, Bobby Hurley's out there. He's doing well. Chris Collins has done well at Northwestern. Um, you know, and there's some other there's some other Duke people out there. That should be that if that ever comes open, I would be interested to see the job applications for people that want to throw their name. I wouldn't into want that. it personally. No, I just want I just want to see sure from former oh, yeah. guys or, or elite coaches right. who throw like that's got to be one hell of a list to choose well, from. And you're gonna get you're gonna get um you know. You might get a Jay Wright type right. guy, not necessarily him, but somebody like that who's maybe in their mid to late forties, has coached and had some success at, at a couple different levels, and now it's time to go to the big boys. Um, I think Wojo's going to be around for a while. Okay. Um, Marquette spends uh, an inordinate amount of money on their basketball program because they do not have Another a football, football team, yeah. and because they're private, I don't believe they have to follow all the same guidelines as sure. the public schools. Um, I mean, they're playing in the Pfizer of a brand new right. NBA level arena. Um, I, I hope he sticks around. I guess you never know. Okay, but I, I was, um, it's something I was just curious about with with the rise the last few years. It's certainly a possibility. You never know. Okay. But right. I, I I think for the short term, he's he's not going anywhere. All right. Looking at the Badgers, um, I guess it was this time last year. If you look at their Big Ten record, which is now uh, seven and three. That was flipped. They were three and seven at this mm. point last mm-hmm. year. So um, it's been a pretty good turnaround. Fifth right now. I don't think you'd definitely call them one of the one of the better teams um, in the Big Ten, despite only three losses, because they've had some bad losses. And they had um, a pretty easy week this yeah. week. You know, Illinois, yep. uh, Northwestern, and Nebraska. Yeah. That's a pretty easy uh, week. No, I mean, Nebraska had kind of owned them a little bit in the most recent series. Mm-hmm. I think they had won three out of the last four, so they obviously got one at the Kohl Center. But um, road win in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Not, no, no, you know, no, no, not taking anything nothing away. to sneeze at. They lost to Maryland before. They have them Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, then and that's in Madison. I think that'll be a good one. I think the Terps are twenty something twenty first. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think that will that that will be an interesting one. And um, they've got State on the horizon. Um, and and they just lost one of their best players for the, for the year. So yep. So I you know, it watching Wisconsin. I mean, they had a they had a big game off the bench from Charlie Thomas, mm-hmm. and some of these guys that you don't expect, you've just kind of written off as like oh, he's not going to add anything. Now all of a sudden, with Hapkin in foul trouble and being on the bench, and you know you've got some of the other guys that aren't chipping in. Some of these guys that are just kind of fringe guys that come in off the bench, they're starting to give you something. Well, And it seems to be a different one each game. Well, and you look at two guys in Thomas and Iverson. and That's the other one I was thinking of. Yes, thank you. You know, it's, uh, it's almost over. Yeah. You know, this is it for these guys. They're not going to make money playing basketball no. after this year. Um, so this is the last run. These are the last, you know, it's the last time you went to Nebraska. It's the last time you went to Illinois. So you've got all these, uh, there's all this finality that comes through as you, during your senior year that it, it, it's a slow build and it kind of hits you. And then all of a sudden you look around and you're like, holy shit, it's February. Right. You know, like yep. I might only have seven more games left in this jersey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know what the right word is, but it's a little bit of a form of panic that kind of sets in for you where you're seeing your, your basketball mortality 
and uh, you know maybe you start to bear down a little bit. You're a little more willing to maybe do some of the little things that you maybe thought were beneath you or what whatever the case may be. But um, you know, good for these seniors for uh, for showing out. And, uh, you know, this is this is the time of year to kind of start paying attention now. Once you get to February, uh, the conferences are starting to kind of play themselves out. You, you, you're figuring out who's good. And you can kind of if you're if you if you do brackets or you gamble on these games in March, it's it's a good time now to kind of start checking some of these teams out and see where everybody is. All right. Pitchers and catchers. Um, two weeks away. Yeah. At least for for the Brewers. Brewers Fields of Phoenix. The brand new stuff. That's a mouthful. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard about this first part, so if you want to want to talk about that, I I am. Well, there's two there's two rumors out there uh, for the Brewers. Um, the first one was uh, Dallas Keuchel. Yes, uh, I pitcher from Houston. Didn't the last know couple about years. that, and it came out yesterday that uh, reportedly he's got it down to three teams. Uh, Houston offered him uh, two years with an option. The Brewers have offered him three years, and there was, I think, uh, a mystery team, but I think it ended up being maybe Atlanta was in the two-year range. So um, nothing, no money. I didn't see anything about money discussed or anything like that, but um, the Brewers definitely have interest. And then the other one I saw today was the Dodgers and the Brewers both still have interest in a trade for Corey Kluber on the Indians. Hmm. Um, But it, it said it probably... The pieces probably won't work. Cleveland will probably end up hanging on to him, but um, okay. a couple guys kind of hanging out there. So, all right, you know, uh, I did see on the way in here. I was looking at Twitter. Uh, Miley mm-hmm. ha- has been signed by the Astros, and I saw a couple of guys that were glad uh, they didn't that Milwaukee didn't pay him the four and a half million dollars that that Milwaukee did or that or, or that Houston did. Which I, I mean, I guess I don't really care if you don't pay it. Care about paying luxury tax. And I'm not. That doesn't matter to me. It's I guess. It, it, isn't it funny though? Like, yeah, Miley, one year, four and a half yeah. million. I mean, you know, Brewer fans are like, oh, I'm glad they didn't pay him four and a half million. Urson makes like nine million a year <laughs> yeah. for the Bucks. Yeah, and and especially again with with no hard salary cap, right, right? It's all luxury tax. If you're fine kicking in that with your organization, kicking in that extra money to order to try and get some more wins. Then what are you worried about? I'm not, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with letting them walk. I, forget the money part. I don't care about that. That's peanuts. Four million in baseball is peanuts. Um, I think they got the best out of Miley that they were going to get last year. I don't okay. think he's going to replicate that. Okay. Um, and if you can replace him with Dallas Keuchel, who is a better pitcher, you're going to have to pay him more money. For sure. But he's a better pitcher. Um, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that as well. And, you know, uh, I even saw, you know, Gio Gonzalez is still sitting out there. I mean, there's, there's guys out there if you want to get them. Well, especially this number that you have down 118 of 220 free agents are still unsigned, including the big name guys, which, uh, I've heard now is drawing the ire of guys like Chris Bryant down in Chicago. Like, what are you guys waiting for on this? When I, I saw some of the, um, I don't remember who it was that did this, but they listed the worst contract for every team. And I saw some really, really bad deals. Mm-hmm. And I if, if the worst one to me for the Brewers is Ryan Braun, I think we're doing okay. Oh, totally. In that, in that arena. Totally. I mean, I've seen some real, real dogs. Oh, yeah. 
you know, this is and this is kind of where I wanted to get to with these with the NFL, MLB, and NBA. Um, there are going to I think there's going to be work stoppage in the NBA and MLB for sure. Okay, in the next two to three years, um, this uh, this not signing free it started last year. We went through the same thing in MLB. All those free agents. I mean, look at Mustakas. He had to settle for a one year deal um, with uh, the Royals at the time. You know, it's it's the games have changed so much now with the way the the contracts work. Where if you're one of these teams, it doesn't make a lot of sense to sign Bright to give let's you know give Bryce Harper two hundred fifty sure. million dollars when I could pay. You know, Russ Springer and whoever the other <laughs> Astro left fielder is, I could pay them a combined $10 million because they're younger and they're still on their rookie deals. Um, you know, and you look at a guy like Bryce Harper and it's like, well, you were on the Nationals who were spending a ton of money. They had this the multiple Cy Young winner in Scherzer. You had Jordan Zimmerman in his prime. You had Strasburg when he was healthy. You couldn't win a freaking series. Right, that's right. So if, if I'm, you know, I saw that he's going to meet with the Padres. Padres. If I'm the why in the world would I pay you 250 million dollars to do what? Hit a bunch of homers and not make the playoffs? I mean, look at the Pujols deal. Yes, the Angels yep. since they signed him, they've had the best player in baseball in Mike Trout on that roster. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because they're paying 30 million dollars to a guy who's a glorified DH and he's almost 40 years old now. But when he was a free agent. Yeah. It was he was the best player in baseball. It was arguable that you you know he deserved the per year money, but to stretch sure. it out for ten, yep, you can't do that. Well. You know, and and you're seeing it. We we talked about it all year. You see it in football with these teams that pay their quarterback. They can't fill out the rest of their roster. You see teams like the Rams in the Super Bowl, quarterback on a rookie deal, Trubisky on a rookie deal, Bears win the division, Russell Wilson a couple years ago, Pat Mahomes, guys at different positions making a. A ton of money. Huge money around him. Where the most important guy on the team is on a pretty friendly contract. Correct. And and that's what's also happening in basketball, where you, you take a team like the Washington Wizards, and they've got two guys they're trying to build around. you got John Wall and Bradley Beal. So John Wall comes up for free agency, and because they drafted him, so they drafted him number one overall in like 2010. So... He's under contract. You've got him for three years guaranteed at a slotted price. After the third year, they're restricted. Well, nobody's going to offer him a contract because you're just going to match it anyway. So they they extend him for the four-year max. The longest you can have a guy is seven years in the NBA that you drafted. That's the longest the contract can go out. So when that seventh year is up, they can become an unrestricted free agent. Well, the way that the CBA is set up is, and the Bucks are going to run into this in two years with Giannis, they can pay him the most. So, like, the, the Bucks will be able to pay Giannis, let's just say, like, $250 million for five years. But the Lakers can pay him $210 million for five years. That $40 million is not really enough. If the, guy's, if the guy wants to leave, $40 million is not that big a deal when you're talking $250 million. You know, so what ha- what happens is the Wizards signed John Wall to one of those two hundred fifty million five year deals. Well, he keeps getting hurt. So now you've got this dude that at the end of his deal he's going to be making forty million dollars 
in a season, and the salary cap's $100 million. Well, how, how are you supposed to fill out the rest of your roster when you've only got, you've got 14 roster spots to fill and you've only got 60 to 70 million bucks to play with? You're talking about almost all going to be basically base contract, mid-level guys. This can't keep happening, especially to the small market teams. If the Bucks give Giannis what he's worth, and they should, and I hope they do, um, you can't pay him 40 and Middleton 30 and Bledsoe 20 and Brooke 10. And, there, there's, and, your 100 mil- I mean, there's your 100 million. Yeah, right. You've got four guys. You know, the Lakers and the Knicks could get away with going over the cap because they got their own networks and they got all this money, but the smaller teams, they can't do it. So they're going to have to, in the NBA and MLB especially, they're going to have to figure out a way with these contracts that works both ways because in baseball, it's such an advantage for the team. Oh, Where huge. In, in basketball, it's such an advantage for the player. player. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer is going to be. I think, you know, back in the old days in the NBA, like when the Bucks drafted Big Dog, there was no rookie cap. So he held out. And I think he got like like eight years, 80 million, something like that. Um, maybe they go back to that. I don't know. Um, maybe they get rid of this restricted thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, I remember when the Timberwolves signed Kevin Garnett, they gave him like $200 million for 10 years. Well, you can't give a 10-year contract now. Maybe they go back to that. Magic Johnson got a 25 million, 25-year contract in the early 80s on the Lakers. Can't do that anymore. Um, so I, I don't know. It's it's interesting how the economics of these leagues work now. As And I, I'm more interested in it as I get older because sure. it's not just about – Oh God, this guy's really good. Right. And hopefully they can get this guy out of the team. Losses. It's about how you it's build. Like, well, how do you do that? Right. You know. Well, I understand. So um I don't know. It's the baseball thing is kind of fascinating to me because there's a lot of really good players that are still available. Um that if you're a team like the Brewers or some of these teams that are kind of right on the fringe, maybe you take a stab on a on a one year kind of like what they did with Grandall. You know, it's a one year deal. Right. Yeah, it's twenty million bucks, but it's one year. One year. So next year, no, no, you're not tied to anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe we start seeing more of that. I, I'm not and sure. Players don't like that because there's no security involved. Right. They they want to they want they want to make sure they're they're looked after and I, and again I get it from from I get it when it makes sense for the team. Sure. I get it when it makes sense for the player. Yeah. But there's no real. Happy medium. But like this Anthony Davis thing, you know, he's in year six of his seven year with with the Pelicans, and he's telling them right now in the middle of year six that he's not going Going to resign. Well, when you do that, you screw the team. And that's why he got fined $50,000. Because who's going to offer them anything for him? Only the Lakers. And the Pelicans are looking at the Lakers going, why do we want them? We don't want these guys. So they should probably wait until the summer and see who gets the number one pick, see what happens with like Boston and with Kyrie. But Irving. nobody wants to do that anymore because no. it's a win now. Because the media is going, right now. what are you going to do? What are right. you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, that's a bad trade. Oh, that's a bad trade. Well, I don't know. I, right. I, I think there's some stuff coming, like unfortunately, okay. but we'll see. All right, you had a good idea for the uh, for the top five today, which I have not prepared for. But as we've been talking, I've kind of thought up a couple, and I the only really worst ones I can think are for 
Uh, the Badgers and the Packers. I really can't. I I don't know any any Bucks or or basketball ones. The Brewers. I can't even remember who hit the home run. But anyway, top five most horrific gut punch, horrible Mo- moments, horrible losses or moments yeah. for teams that you root for. Yep. Um, and I I'll let you kind of take it after I just roll through the the only couple that I can think of. Um, the Badger one I can think of, and I believe it was the Big Ten Championship against Michigan State when they had Russell Wilson, and the Spartans had a huge bomb that was completed. That was regular and, season. What What was yeah, a regular season? Yeah. But it was a huge. It and was I, a hail mary. Yeah, yeah, and I was just I like really that just happened. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Brewers extra inning home run uh, against the Dodgers. Who Who hit that? Do you even remember who that was? I don't. Uh, it was um, it was a Bellinger. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that was. Okay, then. Yeah. You know, kind of one of those, like, oh, right, oh, great, great. And then the Packers, the couple that I can think of, the Brandon Bostick uh, against the Seahawks, um, the Fail Mary uh, also. Yeah, and, but that was, that's up there yeah, for you. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's regular it, season. Doesn't matter. Does not matter because All they were right. good. Right. And then uh, the playoffs against the Cardinals where there was a, I think it was in overtime, and a, oh, the a, Rogers one, the pick six right off there, where there was a phantom face mask or whatever it was, and the game was over, and you just kind of went, wait, wait uh, what, what just happened? Yeah, what? So th- those are the only ones that I can think of off the top of my head. But I'm I surprised don't, you don't have what is it, Super Bowl thirty two? I don't have as good a recall when they lost to Denver. Yeah, and then fourth uh, and twenty six, you don't have that fourth and twenty. Yeah. Yeah, that's but that's before I really, really started caring. Or when Favre threw the pick in 07 in the in the title game, remember that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what you got. Yeah, that's all I all got. Right, all right. Well, let, yeah, let, I let got these. I got these in in no particular okay. order. Um, 2010 NFC Championship game, uh, Packers yeah. beat the Bears. Yeah, Cutler pushed out. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. <laughs> um, the 03 Final Four. Marquette made a run, got to the final four, played Kansas, got absolutely boot stomped. <laughs> I think they lost by 40. Okay. It was ugly. Um, 99 UW football. There's two that go with this. Um, at Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Rondane yes. fumbles on the goal yep. line going in for the game winning touchdown. Yep. And then. The Chris Chambers drop in the end zone against oh. Michigan in, when he looked into the sun and dropped it. Yep, two plays away from playing for a national, national title. Champion. Yep, with with Ron Dane that year. That was that was gut punch. Um, yeah, same with you. I got I got NLCS. I got Game Four, the extra inning game, and then Game Seven. I mean, I was there. Um, Yelich hit, or I, I think it was Yelich. Somebody the Brewers scored first, and and you're feeling good, and then that was it. That was it. It was it yeah. was rough, and. Um, Probably this is probably my worst one. Um, Eastern Conference Finals Game Five, two thousand one, Bucks Sixers, uh, Bucks down eighty nine eighty eight. Big Dog gets a ten foot jump shot from the elbow of the shot that made him millions, and he missed it. And if they win that game, they're three up three to two going home. Probably win the series, go to the finals, um, but. Uh, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> and uh, just a couple honorable mentions. Sure. Um, the Ray Allen trade. I mean, just come on. Um, 2010 uh, NLCS Game 5. Uh, Greinke started at St. Louis, 2-2 two to two series. 
uh, Brewers throw the ball all over the field, have four errors. Uh, remember that? Yeah. Remember that yes, game? Yes, I do. Granky, his line wasn't very good, but he didn't really pitch that bad. But they just kept putting him in trouble, and that effectively ended that series. Um, the Cobb touchdown. What was that? Twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. To win when the he division. Got, when he got loose and was absolutely Over wide that worthless open. pile of dog shit Chris Conti who just made a living of getting trucked. <laughs> that guy was so bad. Remember him? He was oh, so I knew. bad. Yes, that's right. And then uh, Marquette had a string of NCAA tournament losses in the in the late, I, I don't know what you call the 2000s. I yeah, guess the, that's what it is. Bef- the, before the teens. Yep. Um, they had one where they lost at the buzzer. Brooke Lopez hit a shot at the buzzer. In the in the second round, I think he had like thirty. Then the next year, they got beat in the second round because at the end of the game, one of their guys stepped over the line inbounding the ball. Oh! And then the next year, they lost in the first round to Washington because Isaiah Thomas hit a three pointer at the buzzer. And it's like three years in what a else, row. What, what can happen here? And, I mean, what else? Mar- those Marquette teams were loaded: Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder. I mean, they had good teams, but just some just some gut punchers there. That 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 Brewer game seven last year though is just it's still well, kind of raw. It, it hurts more when you're there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, especially when you get the lead like that and the place is rocking. Right, and, and you're off to a the good start, and, and you start imagining the possibilities. And, and then and I got to see that asshole Yasiel Puig run around the bases, oh. pointing at his crotch, acting like an idiot. Yes, I would really like to see the first time the Brewers play the Reds if somebody put one in his ear. That would be great. Council's not that kind of guy, no, he's but not. that's where you need Phil Garner. Or if you just have the pitchers talk about it amongst themselves, like, hey, let's have this. And if if the manager doesn't know and you get a little reprimand, fine, but I needed a good old Terry Bevington Phil Garner brawl. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? That was that was priceless. Oh man, you you brought up some good ones Ooh. here. I like it. I might have to YouTube that when I get home. That's a good one. <laughs> the two managers rolling around in the dirt. <laughs> Oh, the good old days. Oh, man. That was good. Yeah. That was good. All right. Well, material's going to get a lot uh, less available, I guess. Stuff that we're going to have to dig deep. Stuff to talk about. Still managed to hit the one-hour mark, so if you've stuck we'll fi- with us. We'll figure it out. We're, thank you. We're, we'll be as entertaining as Josh will let me be. That's about it. Uh, yeah. This so far, I don't have to go into post production and edit anything out, yeah. which is nice. But uh, no arrests have been made. <laughs> Never convicted. Not yet. <laughs> That's the intentional foul for this week. Thank you again for the download and or listen and or subscription. Give us a uh, subscribe if you can wherever podcasts are found. You can hit us up on Twitter at podfoul or is it podcast foul? Podcast foul. Yeah. Podcast foul. You can also uh, find Dan and I on Twitter as well. Um, I am at Josh Goldberg. At Dan Saunders 104. All right. And uh, we encourage, if you have any gut punch losses or some yeah, let us know. thoughts on any of those. Uh, we got uh, Mr. Huber's Huber, picture yep. uh, of the Jenkins yeah. jersey. That was That's a good one. Absolutely. That was, that was the one, if if I was buying one, I would have bought. I didn't like that old one with the green. Remember the? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, everything was like little yeah, right angle. I, I didn't like no, that one. All right, so we'll see who wins the Super Bowl. Come back with more hoops and even closer to baseball next week. Appreciate you listening. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. Have a good weekend. Go Bucks. Eat, drink, watch football. Talk to you later.